1: we And he starts rubbing his old sweet song
2: Defeat to promotion certainties. Peterborough brings our unbeaten run to an end, but the top six is still very much in our hands. Welcome to Charlton Live. Live. So, hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On uh, this week's show, we'll be looking back at that 1-0 home defeat against the Posh uh, yesterday. Uh, joining me to do this at first up, uh, Mr. Benji Cloak stuffing his face with a twiglets as we speak. How you doing, Ben?
3: Ah, oh, I'm good, yeah. Well, you've got to stuff your face with twiglets, haven't you? What's life worth if you're not stuffing your face with twiglets?
2: Well, exactly. That's uh, that, that famous motto that many people live by and, uh, uh, also join us, uh, I, I don't know what his face Twiglet ratio is at the moment, Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom?
4: Yeah, not good enough. I love a Twiglet, but I haven't had one for ages. Yeah. Uh, when we can, everyone around Benji's, I think.
2: Yeah, all, all for Twiglets. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. Stuff. So, uh, on this week's show, great, you know, put, pull up a bag of Twiglets and settle in and listen in. Uh, we'll be uh, listening back to the highlights of yesterday's game against Peterborough. Uh, we'll hear, of course, uh, Nigel Adkins' reaction uh, to the defeat as well. We've got your tweets uh, and your emails. We'll look ahead as well to Tuesday's game uh, against Crewe. Uh Plenty of stuff to get our teeth into. Uh, Benji, uh, yesterday's game then. Obviously, a, a defeat in the end. We had plenty of the ball in the second half. But as, as Nigel said, perhaps didn't work the goalkeeper anywhere near enough uh, in it. But... You know, with results going elsewhere, and you know, we know we know what's what's got to happen between now and the end of the season. Still, I mean, are you feeling positive after that yesterday? Did you see some signs, or were you disappointed that you know once again it's a home game where we haven't taken three points?
3: Uh, I'm still positive. Um, I remember talking to some friends in the week, and and they were saying, oh, it's a must-win game again on Saturday." And I just said, ah, "Do you know what? We have put ourselves in a position now where." It's in our hands still. No matter what happens, because uh, I well, I could see the results going our way. I think Ipswich were on a dreadful run of form, and okay, Portsmouth won, but I, I, it was one of those games where we gone into very similar to the Ipswich game, where we're playing a team who were who just didn't want to lose um, and who put their guard up. And unfortunate for us, they got an early goal, which really then put us majorly on the back foot because they just sat back and just like the Ipswich game, we couldn't um, find that clinical ball or someone take the ball by the horns and shoot from outside the box or make something happen. And they showed why they're getting promoted because they took a really good chance. Uh, Johnson Clark Harris, it was a mistake from Pierce, wasn't it? He just tried to get his head to the ball. Then he was out of position he, outside the box, stopped goal-scoring the league, great finish. And then they just thought, we're going to sit back, but we've got our three up front in Schmodek, Stembele and Clark Harris, who still do a bit. I mean, Schmodek's got in a few, couple of good positions and un, unlike him, fired them over. Um, and we just couldn't get through them. Uh, very similar to the Ipswich game, as I said. But I'm not hide because I went into the game thinking it, it could be very similar. Um, And now we've got two games coming up where we've got crew, Accrington, who haven't got anything to play for really, just a bit of mid-table, push themselves to the highest position they can get. And and I think that's where we're at our best. We're playing a team that will leave themselves open and we can exploit that. But at the moment, Nigel's come into a team where I think if a team really um, plays uh, parks the bus, which I thought, Peter Bradin at times, we can't find a way through them. So look, it's going to happen when a manager comes into a team that they've inherited. Um, I do think it's a bit unfair that Shinny's not getting a go because uh, um, I think he set up a lot of goals for Stockley in the past. But there we go. I'm not on the training pitch, so I can't tell you why. But yeah, not downhearted at all. I think we win Tuesday. We're firmly in the playoff race.
2: Yeah, certainly. When I worked out, I mean, obviously if we win all four, uh, we will be in the playoffs. If we win three out of four, I think the likelihood, even with two, then uh, that will give us a, a very decent chance. I mean, obviously, uh, missed miss penalty again yesterday, Tom. That's been a, a bit of a blight for us uh, at, at times this season. Um, but, yeah, in, in terms of turning that possession we had into chances yesterday, probably the most frustrating thing for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of our attacks were coming down the left, obviously, after after DJ went off midway through the first half. Uh, and again, you know, after after a midweek where he did really well, perhaps a Liam Miller that wasn't turning his possession of the ball into opportunities again, unfortunately.
4: Yeah, I think that's the most disappointing thing for me is on Tuesday night the the wing play and those attacking players, like you say, Miller um, in particular, just we were we were dangerous. And I know Plymouth are not Peterborough um, by any stretch, but. I thought that would give us real confidence going into this game back at home. I know it hasn't been perfect for us in terms of results this season, but you'd think, you know, it's a big wide pitch. You've got your attacking wide players in form. You think that might count for us. And it just didn't really look like that yesterday. Like you say, we had a a lot of possession, didn't we? Almost 70%, I think, or certainly over 60% possession over the game. But we we didn't create a huge amount of chances, really. And even the ones that we did create, a lot of them came from deep. So you know, or shots from outside the area. So, yeah, look, I think on the whole, they had they could have been three or four up after the first 10 minutes. They had some really good opportunities with Schmodix and, and Clark Harris and Dembele. You know, they've got a wealth of attacking players in that team. Um, but, and it's, it's the same old point I seem to make every week, we, we've lost to them twice now. And I don't think they've been vastly better than us uh in either of the games I certainly think we we deserve better at their place so yeah you know it is what it is it's Nigel's first loss as manager um and obviously he's had a he's had a very good run so we chalk it up and, and like he will say we go again it's still in our hands isn't it I think with the with the game in hand that we've got um so we've just got to concentrate on the games going forward now there's nothing we can do to change that result and if we can win the remaining games, we're in the playoffs. So we've got to just try and focus on that, I think.
2: Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen then to the highlights of yesterday's game. Steve Brown was alongside your commentators, Greg Stubbley and Terry it's Smith.
5: flicked uh, on by Clark Harris. He's got it back now and into the box and he scores. And there's the danger that the Peterborough front three cause. Clark Harris and Pierce went for the initial jump. Not sure how much contact, if any, they got there, but it released Schmodix. We go the ball back to Clark Harris. Who finished? The visitors are 1 0 up.
6: Yeah, and it's a good strike, isn't it? we just see a replay now, and the ball finds itself to Harris. He takes, I mean, he opens up his body lovely onto his stronger side, that left hand side, and he picks his spot. And it wasn't particularly, you know, right in the corner of the goal, but had enough power to give Amos no chance. But yeah.
5: sends it long, looking for the run of Schmolick, and he's got him behind Innes, and he's on the edge of the area, and he takes the shot, and he's put it wide. And how that wasn't the second goal, I'm not entirely sure. Did that take
6: a deflection? Was it a save? I, I think Amos has touched that wide. Oh, wow. it, I, I mean, it's not a cleanly struck finish either from, from Smoddix, but the run is exceptional. Good challenge from Forster Caskets. Ball is rolled out. Bello with a loose touch. We'll give it to Miller. Miller will use Gilby.
7: Gilby takes it past his man. Is it a penalty? Yes, it is. Alex Gilby drifting past Frankie Kent. and Keith Stroud has given the penalty.
6: There's a little shove there from Kent on Gilby as well as he drifts back past him. I think they're complaining there was no touch and this was a dive. This is our first look at the replay. Now, if you dangle your leg out and you don't get anything on the ball, you run the risk as a centre-half of giving away a penalty like that. Dockley, right-footed, steps up, and it's saved by Persic, diving to his right. That's an outstanding save. Yeah, I mean, it was well struck. You know, it had the power behind it, but it was a good height. Bursic guessed the right way, and it was just a case of him getting a glove on it. Once he got a glove on it, nice strong hand. He kept his wrist nice and firm and palmed that away. More bodies but in the pounds here. It be more forced to Kasky to take goes towards near post. It comes out to
7: Morgan with a shot. He's over the bar. Likewise, flicks towards Gilby. And there is the half-time whistle. As it concludes after 45 minutes, Chalt nil, Peterborough one. It's a lovely ball. Miller back to, to Kasky. He crosses his time. Stockley with the header. Takes a deflection goes wide, that cross was better, Stockley got across his man a deflection off of Stockley's header I mean it's a charm corner, towards Gilby, drifts past Taylor Gilby with Stockley's to his left, he's still with it. Alex Gilby he's got Morgan to his right, Gilby will go for goal and it's saved by Bersic
6: don't mind that, that's an excellent run from Gilby
7: there was one, Miller with Gilby in the box, Miller still with it and goes for goal in the end that's a waste, it is when there's Morgan, Gilby and Stockley all queuing up Dembele, nice little drag back, works a bit of space, the reverse ball, looking for Schmodix, and Schmodix's shot is over the bar, that's the second opportunity he's had in this game and has not converted. On the
5: left-hand side is Miller, Miller taking on Mason, corner of the penalty area, back onto his right foot, little touch to Force takes the shot, it's deflection, oh, just wide right of the post, inches away from an equaliser. Well, Bursic was flat-footed. He was beaten all ends up. Pierce, who's attempted clearances, uh, flicked onto into the path of Clark Harris, and then it's a... Oh, it's off the post. i trying to see who that was. Schmoddix. Was it Schmoddix who got into the area again? And again, couldn't find the target. Berrington will try and get the flick on. He does. Watson will pick it up with chalk now. Sends it to Miller on the left. Miller runs out of room and runs out of time. Peterborough celebrate, because I think that's... Their feeling, that's promotion for the East Midlands side here at the Valley. Charlton, probably you could say the better side in that, certainly in the second half, and created the chances, but just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net to affect
2: the result here. That was it, Valley Pass, uh, or Charlton TV, as it's called now, highlights on uh, yes of, from yesterday's game. Uh, yeah, frustrating in, in the end that we couldn't get anything out of it. Um for all Ben, would you say we deserve something out of it?
3: Uh, yeah, I think we did because we missed the penalty and you don't know what would have happened there to the, the state of the game. Um, but conceding early on to a goal that was very clinical, then, as I said, our backs were up against the wall to try and break down such a good defence and such a well-drilled defence. So we had a couple of chances, but as Nigel said, in that second half, we just didn't make their keeper make enough saves, did we, really? Um we really missed DJ. I mean, I think the sub for him for Morgan, unfortunately, it's not like for like you would have liked to have had Martinson on the bench, especially with a good couple of performances from him as they in that right mid position. Um so yeah, that that was disappointing because it kind of changed our style of play. And after that, as as Tom just said there, it kind of went down one side to Miller. And I remember Nigel saying after the game on Tuesday that we we kept working in training on trying to get Miller one-on-one with a defender. And of, and of course, because of the substitution, it meant that they saw every time we were going down Miller's side. So it was left on Purrington's shoulders. And a lot of his crosses yesterday didn't beat the first man. I'm sure he would say he was quite poor yesterday in that regard. And yeah, other than that, um, yeah, we just, we couldn't work our way through them, could we? And I just would have liked the subs to have come on a little bit earlier. Like someone like Chucks to give him, nothing was going our way, change it up a bit earlier and give him 25 minutes, half an hour to go, because he probably had that confidence from his goal in the week. And I thought he played quite well in, uh, when he come on, he drove a few things from midfield, but again, our final ball into him just, just wasn't there. But, um, Yeah, look, I'm not, as I say, I'm not too downhearted. But um, overall, apart from a a good strike from them and a couple of misses maybe they should have done better with, I didn't think we were too bad. So I don't think we should be too downhearted. Mm,
2: Yeah, I mean, it was was interesting because I I was calling during the game for maybe an EK or, or Washington to come on earlier. But at the same time, I guess Nigel's worrying about managing their fitness and do you take the risk in that game where it's probably not the end of the world if we end up losing because we've still got the four games to go and get our points in. Uh, I wonder if that played a part in his decision. We'll hear that later on in the uh, interview as well. I um, mean, the goal itself, I mean, Benji mentions that, that maybe Jason... Didn't quite get the contact on his header that he wanted from the long ball forward, and obviously we know how clinical uh, Johnson, Clark, Harris has been this season. Uh, it's another shot from outside the area. Do you think Ben Amos might have done slightly better on that one, or was the the finish just too powerful from uh, from a striker in form? Tom.
4: Yeah, I think it's probably the latter. Um, I think it would be harsh to to blame Ben for that one. I know there's been a few like that that, that maybe you're questioning, but as you've said, there he's probably one of the the best strikers in the league, if not the best. So. Yeah, you you chalk it up to that. You're right. I think we could have defended it a little bit better, but I think Nigel's probably looking at that and saying, whatever the quality of striker, if he's having to shoot from the edge of the area, then you've probably to a large extent done your job. Um, But it's a good strike and it goes in. And unfortunately, when we were having those shots, I think Jake had a couple, didn't he? There was the one that deflected wide. Gilby had one. Those ones just didn't really, really um, create any trouble or, or cause any concern for the Peterborough keeper, whereas. They they did unfortunately. Um, so no, look, I think Pierce has come in for criticism this season a few times and rightly so. I think the same for Ben. But I think actually yesterday when you look at it, it was just we're playing a side that that, as Nigel said after the game, are going to get promoted. Um, and yeah, sometimes you know sometimes that happens unfortunately. So no, I'm I'm certainly not pointing the blame at them. I think it was a good strike.
2: Mm, yeah, I mean obviously they had their chances. smodics went through not long after the goal and Ben Amos made a very good save one-on-one to, to tip it round the corner. Uh, we weren't really creating much at all. We started to grow back into it a little bit and, and obviously I felt that Peterborough's chances actually dried up as the half wore on but I couldn't see a way a way through for us just yet but then all of a sudden... You know, very much out of nothing, we saw Gilby make one of those runs into the penalty area that we've seen from him over the last few weeks. And, I mean, when I was in the in the ground at the time, it looked a clear-cut penalty. Watching it back now a couple of times, Ben, I'm not entirely sure. I think, you know, Alex has sort of played for that one a little bit. Uh, the defenders invited the challenge. I don't know if there was a great deal of contact in it. What did, what did you think?
3: Oh, my instant reaction was, that's never a penalty. <laughs> but we'll take it. I mean, Keith Stroud don't give us much, does he? But... My instant reaction was there was very minimal contact, if any. I mean, Steve Brown said on commentary, obviously you wouldn't have heard it at the game, but Steve Brown kind of went, oh, yeah, well, I think it is tell. And then he looked at a replay and went, you just can't swipe your leg. You just can't swipe your leg at it. So I think it was a case of the intent might have been there, but I don't think he touched him at all. Um, But look, we take it. And I think... Gilby did well in getting in a few decent positions yesterday. It was just again that that final ball in getting there. Um, I I said on last week's show when Stockley had a had a had a shot and he shot it straight at the keeper, and it sums up his shooting really. So I mean it's all all good now saying it in hindsight. Uh, as if I'm a fortune teller, but I just wouldn't have given the penalty to someone mm. whose every goal he scored is with his head. But yeah. there you go. I'm sure
2: we all made the same joke at the same time that hopefully he'll run up and try and dive in header it off the off the spot. But yeah, it was a good save by Bursic I mean he caught it powerful, didn't he, Stockley? But again it's one of the very similar to Ronnie's one actually. Decent height. Not quite in the corner as well. But still the keeper had to make the save. But I mean hindsight are you, are you one to you know there was a couple of people in the stadium i heard yesterday saying i'm not sure i would have let him take it I would have had someone else tom i mean is it easy to say when someone's missed it? if he's put it in the back of the net we, we're not having this conversation i guess
4: exactly that yeah, it's, it's captain hindsight i think uh I, I watched the highlights back today and i'm I'm pretty sure that the guy doing the highlights said he scored three out of his four last penalties so it, it's not a bad record to have um obviously there's not a huge sample size there but I don't know, Jake Forster maybe um someone, but look, Connor's our designated penalty taker and he wasn't on the pitch, same as at the Oxford game. Um so yeah, you're right. If he misses then it's very easy to say you wouldn't have had him taking it, but as you said, it it wasn't a bad strike again, similar to Ronnie's yes, it was a nice height for the keeper, but he hit it hard, it was over to the to one side, but Just wasn't to be our day, was it? Um, So, yeah, uh, another one that it's very easy to to point a finger of blame. Um, I think if this was a a Lee Bowyer-managed team in the middle of a bad run, we'd probably be looking at both their goal and our missed penalty and probably being a a little bit more critical. But we've been on a good run. You know, we've got ourselves in the mix. Um, These are players... You know, Pierce Amos have have kept us in games recently. Stockley has won games for us recently. Um, So I think probably they get a little bit of grace for for yesterday. Uh, Obviously, we're still disappointed with the result. But, yeah, it it could be much worse. Um, And I think, as I said earlier, now it's all about looking forward because we've got, what, four games left, I think, is it? And, uh, yeah, we we need to make sure we get points from all of those now, really. Mm,
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously one big part of yesterday was the fact that we did lose DJ in the first half um because i mean it, it did mean in the second half we were slightly predictable in that pretty much all of our attacks uh came down the the left hand side you know i mean miller uh according to who scored miller had 71 touches on the ball and perrington had 76 and only Piercy was above them in that and then i think albie morgan was down in like the thirty. so it showed that pretty much everything we did was down the one side you know and uh you know, a frustrating afternoon, I think, would probably be fair to say for for Liam Miller because we know and I know he can beat a player like like no like no one's business. You know, he's he's one of our I'd say he's one of our best we've had in terms of beating a player. But then he often cuts back. He often hasn't been able to deliver the crosses, which sometimes you know sometimes he has this season. He got a couple of assists at Wimbledon. You know, played superbly. At Plymouth, got his goal, got a, an assist on the own goal if that's a thing, and uh, you know, just was unable to follow that up perhaps with. The uh, the goods on 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 Saturday, considering the amount of the ball that he saw, Ben.
3: Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a calm down after such a good performance and on Tuesday, and obviously Tom and me have said on this show we've been crying out for him to make that end product count. And in recent weeks, he's has done that. Of course, the Wimbledon game, he did it a couple of times, and I think yesterday maybe he just got a praise of defence instead. As, as you said, I think it, it came to a point where we were so predictable, and I think if you give Liam Miller space, like you back off, you back off, he, he will exploit that, and he will make his way up the pitch, draw the whole team up the pitch, and they're on the back foot, and a defender running, an um, uh, attacker running at a defender with pace, you're scared, You you're, your legs start to wobble, but I think... They saw that and they pushed him as high up the pitch as they could, so he couldn't have that space. And he he kept having to rely on on passing the ball to Parenton because they either doubled up on him or, as I said, they pushed up on him. So it was different to what he expected because, of course, DJ coming off changed our shape because Albie Morgan's not a winger, so he had to kept coming inside. And it is a shame uh, we we have suffered with injuries in key positions where we don't have the personnel to to come on and, and stay in that same shape we had. I mean, Washington would have been an ideal sub because he he has done well coming in off the wing a lot of times this season. But I think it was probably too soon to give him that amount of minutes. I mean, you're looking at about 60 minutes for him coming on at that time and it probably wouldn't have been fair to give him that because just in case he did pull up or, as I said, Martin would have been perfect. But... Yeah, it's, I'm not too disappointed with him because I think he was man marked out of the game, and at times when he did have a chance, okay, he didn't he didn't make the end product that we've seen recently from him. But look, he'll learn from that, and hopefully our heads aren't too down because we've got a massive opportunity to um, to give it our all against Crew and Accrington and, and make up for what we lost yesterday.
2: Certainly do. I mean, uh, obviously we saw Ryan Innes uh, limp off as well towards the end of the game. We'll hear that from from Nigel in a minute. What he thought about that injury. But so Tom, overall going into those last four games, um, as I said earlier, four wins. Obviously we we definitely will be. We are we are it is still still within our hands. If we get if we get the three wins, then I think only Portsmouth could catch us out of the teams in and around us at the moment um and then and they'd have to win all of theirs or, or only draw one of them uh, and then in, w- in which case they'd have to get better goal difference so uh, two wins oxford or portsmouth could catch us and this again this is assuming we don't draw any of the other ones um so still in our hands it's uh you know it's, it's a tough fixture list going into lincoln and Hull last two i mean it makes the next two absolutely vital you know a crew side who are safe and, and have got no chance of the playoffs Uh, And then an Accrington side who have probably got no chance of the playoffs. I mean, barring something remarkable. Um, But as we know, have had a good season uh, before just tailing off. And and even then they picked up a solid point away at Sunderland yesterday. So still in our hands. But I don't know, just that defeat yesterday, even though the momentum of a a performance where we enjoyed plenty of the football and and didn't disgrace ourselves will probably continue. Any defeat just knocks your confidence a little bit, doesn't it?
4: it does it does and we have to remember that we've been on a very good run i think that's the important thing and as you say it is still in our hands um i'd be very surprised if it doesn't come down to the final day i just think with how tight it is um it's almost certainly going to do that and as you say we've got holes so it's about as tough as it gets but stranger things have happened obviously three or four months ago i'd written us off um and I stood by that for a long time, but, but credit to him. And I said, if we do make the playoffs, I'm not going to complain, but we've definitely put ourselves in the conversation now. Um, and yes, yesterday's disappointing, but realistically we were playing second in the league. So you expect if, if we are going to lose any of the games, then that's probably one of them. Uh, and it's very much still in our hands. So you're right. If we can get six points from the next two games, obviously teams like Portsmouth and and Oxford are just on bad runs at the moment. I know Pompey did win yesterday. I think Oxford might have done as well. But but there are teams in the playoffs who are on very bad runs. And we're the team in form at the moment. So we've got to keep that confidence up. I, I'd imagine Nigel's managerial style will be, you know, put it behind you and concentrate on Tuesday now. Uh, and if we get a result Tuesday night, then I think it'll be very quickly forgotten.
2: Certainly will. Right, let's hear from the man himself, then Nigel Atkins, The Addicts boss spoke to him after yesterday's game, asked him what he made of the performance. Well,
8: from my point of view, obviously, we look at the first bit where we've conceded. From my point of view, it's a, it's a disappointing goal to concede. They'll be happy with it. Uh, but after that, I thought we've dominated possession of the ball against a team that will get promoted, who are very good in possession, and have got massive goal threats, and we limited all that. So when we look at it from that point of view, you know, we've done well. Uh, We've got people on nil, so I can't hide away from that. That's that's the result, that's where it is. Jaden, the goalkeeper, makes a good save from Jaden on there. We get that goal, maybe we get the momentum of the game um, going right, and we probably go on and win it. Second half, we've totally dominated the game. We've got Liam Miller in the attacking third of the pitch on numerous occasions, you know, so we've done that. Ben Watson's done well just anchoring it and moving the ball about. But ultimately, we've not made the goalkeeper work enough. They've obviously got a goal to defend, uh, and they've sat back in numbers. And uh, they defended the goal well from that point of view, but you know they're a team that are going to get promoted. A team that are very good in possession, um, and we've dominated the ball. However, it's about putting the ball in the back of the net. And for me, we will look on it and the coal today. Maybe we've not made the goalkeeper work enough. However, we've put ourselves we put ourselves in a position to dominate the game um, because they, they're a good side, you know. So we we did a lot of good things. However, we've got to beat one nil, and that's what we've got to. We've got to take, but we'll take the positives through to the next game. It's still in our hands, you know. We've we've um, the players have worked extremely hard. It's a shame that we lost DJ early on with a hamstring injury. Um, so again, utilising the squad is going to be massively important for everyone. Really delighted that we managed to get a bit of game time for Chucks, who scored the other day, to get him on. Um, and Connor Washington. So obviously that helps build their little levels of fitness as well. So um, so that's a, a positive to come from the game.
2: Obviously there are positives to take from today into Tuesday. It does add a bit more pressure to Tuesday, I guess. But it's a, another home game, and, and as you've always said, you're in the race and it's in your hands.
8: Yeah, all the games. Are, all the games are pressurised games now. You know that. Um, w- we will be expected to win on Tuesday because you know we're at home and crew are below us in the division. So that's a given. But we need to go and win the game. You know, so we'll respect them as we always do. But uh, again, there was many good things that we've done today to try and put ourselves in a position to win again. You know, so um, that's what we'll be looking to do on Tuesday.
2: As for all those good things that you did today, why, why do you think it was there wasn't quite the perhaps the amount of chances you, you would have hoped to have created? Well,
8: they've obviously def- we're playing against a team who just got promoted, or they will get promoted in the top two in the division. So we're playing against a good side, uh, and again, it's a good penalty save. They've defended in numbers because we've dominated the ball. Um, and they've had to defend well. Unfortunately, we've not been able to break them down sufficiently to, to go and score a goal. But there were a few situations that we might have been able to capitalise on.
2: And obviously, if, if Charlton do get into the playoffs, will be games against side of this sort of calibre, and you'll be looking at the fact you were able to dominate possession and, and take that as a positive.
8: Very much so. I mean, the, the lads have got our belief in what they're doing, You know, in, in uh, and be positive in everything they're doing. You know, That's the big thing. We can't be down about it. We need to be, get ourselves ready for the next game, which is Tuesday. Uh, but from here on in, it's you know we've got to be making sure that we win the games.
2: It mentioned DJ coming off a, a hamstring. Can I ask about Ryan as well. Um, he, he came off towards the end. Was that with an
8: injury as well? Ryan Innes just felt well. You saw him limping. I'm sure everybody saw him limping. And uh, because we're uh, putting Connor Washington on, I could have maybe said, "Oh, we'll just keep going, Ryan." You know, we'll see. But if he'd broke down, then I couldn't make another substitution. So I thought we're in the ascendancy anyway. Um, and he was limping. He was limping badly. He's jarred his knee. Um, and then obviously I just put Akin on there so I didn't think it was, it was an issue there so yeah, no, you never
2: want to take the risk and of course uh, with DJ do you say it's a hamstring I mean it's early days with hamstring injuries hard to tell but it's do you early know what it's days, looking
8: like obviously listen, he's had to come off the pitch so we'll, we'll assess him and we'll see where we are but obviously he's been he's been in great form as well so it's a big blow for us and obviously change the dynamic a little bit Albie Morgan's come on I thought he did had a, had a really good game obviously maybe he's not as dynamic as um, a DJ or a Liam Miller in that position in the team but yeah um, He's he's done well, and yeah, I've taken him off towards the end. There's no slight on him at all. Obviously, I've just tried to get Connor Washington on there to see if he can go and score a goal for us. So for that final 10, 15 minutes.
2: Just finally on the the, the penalty. I mean, I'd call it a save rather than a miss because Jaden hit that pretty well, and the keepers pulled off a good save. So. He did.
8: It's probably a, a good height for a goalkeeper. But as you rightly say, it was an extremely well struck penalty, and that's all you can ask for for a penalty taker, really. That they strike the ball well. It's in the corner, and it was an exceptionally good save. Thank you. With the um, DJ injury, was that just one that he picked up at that moment? Because obviously you changed it instantly, didn't you? Or was that yeah, something? Yeah, you saw it just a little bit before that. He was just like holding his leg a little bit. Yeah. So uh, and obviously then he's, he couldn't continue. And obviously, hopefully, we've taken him off quickly enough that he doesn't miss it anymore. But it's going to be a soft tissue injury, and as I think we all know you know, that's going to be a period of time that will probably rule them out for, for some of the games. With Liam Miller, he had a lot
7: of the ball in that second half, didn't he? He was a real outlet for you. In terms of end product, Nigel, what does he need to do to
8: sort of give that a little bit more maybe? Because he gets into such good positions and he's such a threat. Well, that's it. I mean, again, he's a young player learning his way and what we're trying to do is get good, talented players the ball in the attacking third of the pitch. So from a game point of view, we've, we've achieved that, mm. you know? then it's kind of can we move some more corners maybe some throw-ins free-kicks get at him drive into the penalty box and then his final delivery put the ball into the box so all part of his learning development but ultimately as a team we've tried to put him in that, that area of the pitch so we've achieved that um, but then we're trying to get talented players the ball and they've got to make the decisions go and do that bit of magic um, but I'm sure we'll sit down and reflect on it and we'll talk about some of the different things and just help him um, so when we get him in those positions again um, he can just keep improving you can tell
7: Peter's move, movement early on seemed to be causing problems. Obviously, they've got good players, haven't they? But then you seem to shut the door on
8: that. How did you, how did you feel you did that? Because yeah, after that first yeah, 20... They're an extremely good side. That's mm. why they're going to get promoted. And you, everyone talks about the threat of the forward players. And again, for me, to stop them having it, we needed to have better possession of the ball. And we've done that. Cass dropped a little bit deeper alongside Ben Watson. And we got a few more passes involved into the game and we could build and go from there. So uh, again, it was a good way to... You, know, you look at it, it could have been end-to-end and all over because they're a good side. We've nullified that. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't then gone and capitalised on the possession we had to put the ball in the back of the net.
6: Yeah, Nigel, in, in, as you said, dominated the second half. In those last 75 minutes, Charlton had nine shots to Peterborough's five. And it was really only those first 15 minutes where Peterborough looked the really dangerous team that they that we know they are. And it's becoming, I guess, the last few games we're seeing similar things, where here against Ipswich they started the slightly stronger team before Charlton grew into the game. Same against Plymouth. What, what, are, you, are you concerned about that? Or what, what are you
8: are you doing about the, the slow starts? Does that does that worry you? Well, we no, we talk about it. We talk about trying to get the ball in the right areas of the pitch. I will reflect on that and have a little. But maybe we didn't start that bad. I know I thought the kickoff it was. Um, it, it, we, I wasn't happy with the kickoff that we've gone and done, and we've conceded within eight minutes. So does that constitute as being a bad start to the game? Yes, because we've gone and conceded. Uh, but I'll, re, I'll reflect on it and just uh, see how we can go. But as you rightly say, for seventy five minutes we've gone dominated the game. So, um, you know, a, a team that's going to get promoted, they've done very well this season, to say that you've dominated for 75% of the game must mean that at least we've done something right.
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you, you mentioned you moved uh, Jake a little bit further back. Was that, do you think, the change that, that sort of made the team get a little yeah, bit more yeah, possession?
8: Yeah, because he was, he, was, he was trying to get too too cl- too far advanced mm. um, and we weren't actually able to get a pass in. So we were a little bit too long in our play. Whereas when cast dropped a bit deeper him and Ben were able to get a few more passes then we could build a play and again it's a great way to defend possession of the football it's a great way to go and defend if we've got the ball they can't go and score so the possession although I would have liked us in the attack and third to have been a bit better with it and again we touched on Liam as one as an example the quality of the delivery in if we've got the ball they shouldn't score so mm. it's a great way to go and defend as well if you look at it that way so against a very talented Peter it? does that make sense? Yeah.
7: Yeah. Is that how you're going to have? Um, you've got four games left. That's a lot of games in a short space of time. Is that is that the best way to approach so so many games in such a short space of time? The way you play,
8: um, well, possess yeah, possession yeah, the ball. Yeah,
7: yeah, Because uh, there's a danger, maybe that if you've got four games, you can hit the wall. Maybe you can lose that momentum at the worst time.
8: Is that how are you? To no, play? I thought we actually played quite well today. Yeah. So I, I don't think uh, we will lose momentum. You know, we talk about momentum as maybe yeah. the punch side of it, but I think we're building as a team. Yeah. We've just come off an excellent victory and yeah. performance away at Plymouth. Yeah. I thought today we just highlighted a team's getting yeah. promoted. We've dominated for yeah. 75 minutes of the game. Yes, we've got beat one yeah. nil. However, we've nullified a lot of their their threats, um, and we're we're improving as a side as far as I'm concerned. But you'll always be judged on the results. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, what I mean is you've got four games left, and that that is. A, still a lot of games in a short space of time it is it is and that's where the squad's all going to contribute yeah. I made is it four or five substitutions today yeah one yeah. starter four, you know so we're going to we're going to have to make the substitution. made yeah. five the other night we're going to have to use the impact off the bench to come and uh, the. it's great that for example O'Connor Washington and Chuxiniti mm-hmm. has got more game time because yeah. that's them building their resilience to go and play because remember they're coming off injuries, yeah. and you can't just think, "All oh, right, he's joined in a training session; he's now going to play 90 minutes of yeah. football." That isn't going to happen because hmm. they'll break down. So it's just trying to be wise with them. They've got a bit more game time now, and that hopefully this builds um, yeah. them moving forward. Because likewise, we've lost DJ. We don't want to lose anybody else. Last question, please. Right, or... Yeah. yeah. La- lastly, for me, just on the on
6: the penalty, is is Starkley the second penalty taker after Washington? I know Washington has generally been the first penalty taker.
8: Is it is it Jaden or is it kind of? the guys have been talking amongst themselves they've mm. all been like they've been taking penalties on a regular basis mm-hmm. so uh, Jaden's the one who, who's talking there I'd have every confidence in taking it again but it's obviously something we'll talk about uh, as a team because we've got to capitalize on that but it was probably down as a good save mm. and not a bad penalty Thank however you. he's missed
1: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care
7: Cassie swings it towards the far post. Innis jumps, heads down, Bogle touches down, Bradley! 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 smacks yeah. it in and Charlie take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innis with the head down, Bogle touches it, and Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net.
2: Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, Looking back at the 1-0 home defeat against uh, Peterborough. Just heard there before the break from the Addicts boss, uh, Nigel Adkins. Uh, You know, obviously keen to point out the positives from yesterday and and keen to take them as well because uh, there's no time, Ben, at this moment of the season to get stuck in a rut and, you know, moan too much about the fact we've been beaten. It's all about the fact there's another game coming in in, in three days' time.
3: Oh, yeah, totally. I think you can't be too downhearted. Because again, we're coming up against the side that are second in the league, that needed to win the game yesterday because then they're basically promoted now. So there's no shame in that. We're against a team that kept most of their team from last season, and I think that continuity of keeping that team together really helps. And of course, we haven't had that because of the massive upheaval. So there's no shame in it. We we conceded a goal, a good goal to the league's highest goal scorer. We're missing a few players from injury. I said, like, D- DJ going off injured didn't help. But we dust ourselves down. Eniki and Washington hopefully will be more fit now to, to make an impact on Tuesday. Um, and it wasn't long ago that Crew lost 6-0 at home to Oxford. So you've got to look at that. Um, I think it was only a few weeks ago that they did. So you look at that and think, look, they're there for the taking. And um, I think Steve Brown said on commentary, we we started okay the first few five 10 minutes but unfortunately they scored a goal so let's hopefully that we start well again on Tuesday because the games before that we started slow I think if we get an early goal against a team that they're not playing for much we can really capitalize on that so yeah we've got to look for the positives because it's a positive situation that we're in it's in our hands so we can't forget that
2: Mm, yeah just having a quick look at some of the other sides around us who they've they've got to play Blackpool have to go to Sunderland um in their next game away at Northampton then at home to Doncaster and then home to Bristol Rovers so they're playing two teams uh towards the top of the table although Donny have obviously again dropped out of it a little bit uh, and two teams down the bottom and one one of which is is already relegated now Portsmouth they've got three games left and they have to play Accrington twice uh, which is uh, certainly an unusual uh, situation to be in so again you know uh, even though Accrington are probably just about out of the race Uh, They've certainly got the chance to be kingmakers and and, uh, Pompey still have to go to AFC Wimbledon as well, which, I mean, we we proved it ourselves, not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination, Uh, but also Wimbledon are playing really well uh, at the moment. Um, And then, what's the other side we've got around us? Oxford United, they've only got two games left, so they've got uh, fewer fewer left to go away at Shrewsbury. You've got nothing to play for, and at home to Burton Albion, you've got nothing to play for. So you'd argue they've probably got the two best fixtures, uh, but there is only two of them. So it's going to be very fascinating sort of run in uh, to the season, and uh, there'll be twists and turns yet to come. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that came in. Uh, Jonathan West actually from the Upbeats uh, sent us a photo of himself on the pitch yesterday, and uh, uh, congratulations to everyone who done the Upbeats uh, walk yesterday and and donated, of course, to the uh, towards the um, Uh, the 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 target that they're trying to hit 25k is the target they're still a way off that yet obviously not with everyone being able to get together and do the upbeats march it's been hard to sort of get that momentum going so don't forget there is still time to go and donate towards that make sure you look at the China Athletic Community Trust uh, website um they had a good game on the pitch yesterday it was a 4-3 win for one of the sides uh, they're the two upbeat sides playing amongst themselves uh, well, the, the side that won were 3-1 down at one point so it was a, a great spectacle uh, a great day and uh, like I said I, I, did the walk, I did manage to walk to the valley so I regretted it quite quickly because I did think oh no I'll be alright to carry all my stuff with me rather than getting Amy to drop it down and walking up Shooters Hill I very much decided that was a bad idea so I'm not doing that again but yeah it was a good good day and well done to everyone who donated Right, I asked who still uh, believes uh, in our top 6 hopes uh, or Steve Richards says that uh, Charlton versus Crew on Tuesday night is an absolute must-win. Or the has put it in CFC versus CFC is a must-win for CFC. So maybe it really is backing Crew there. Who knows? But uh, Emma says that the Charlton fan family still believe. Uh, but CFC uh, says shocking performance yesterday. Our home form should be illegal. Is this bad? Is that bad? Also, if this is the quality we'll be coming up against if we get promoted, then God help us. We have no hope. Uh, Well, yeah, I think thinking about the side, the the rebuilding job we'll have to do if we do get promoted is another thing coming. But there we go. Right, 19CAFC05 said, I felt we should have had more from the game if that penalty went in. It would have been a different story. But our home form has been awful this season. So that needs to change for us to have any hope of getting into the playoffs. Says, well done to the upbeats uh, before the game. Planty says, it's still in our hands. We'll put things right on uh, Tuesday. Cabby says, we need wins a front free of Chucks, Lockstock, and Denzel are a better option than DJ and Miller, surely. Uh I'm not sure. Uh Paul Chapman says people complaining about Alby's a very decent performance as a makeshift winger should be fired out of cannons at the opening ceremony of the Alan Kirby stand. I mean, what did what did you make of Alby? Obviously he was out of position. We know we don't get the sort of winger performance from Albi Ben that you'd get from like a a DJ or or a Miller. Or even an Ian Martin who's got different attributes to Albion. I mean, what did you make of his overall game yesterday?
3: I can't say I remember too much of what he did. Um, which which probably goes to show that he had an ineffective game. Um, I thought he tried. I could see him running around and he put his hands on his head a lot of the time. I remember the camera panning to. I mean, you could probably tell me more. Is out At the game, you maybe saw more of his positioning. But I can't remember too much of... Of, of what he did try. I mean, normally, look, he's got that Hollywood ball that um, breaks through a defence to set us free. And obviously with Stockley up there, you're just aiming for his bonds for either him to head it on or people to get around him. I just felt, I mean, look, he got subbed on and then subbed off. So I just felt he was quite ineffective in the position he was. But I feel that's unfair for him because that's not his position. Uh, yeah, I, I felt a bit a bit... Sorry for uh, Albie because he needs to be in that central midfield spraying the ball wide and spraying it through the middle to a runner. And that's where we see the best of him.
2: Hmm. Excellent stuff. Right, Michael uh, emails in. Uh, in anticipation of a potentially a few negative tweets and emails, I feel I'm try and find some balance uh, with some positives. The unbeaten run had to end eventually. Obviously, uh, first defeat in 10 or 11, wasn't it? Uh, and it's better ended against a side who will be going up anyway. It was a very well-taken goal from Clark Harris to beat us. And it's important to remember that Peterborough are a good side who look well worthy of that top two spot. We have a couple of weeks of uh, pre-potential playoffs now to rally again starting Tuesday night. Uh, number two we did move the ball into the final third well in the second half. It was just that final pass that was lacking. Uh, Liam in particular looked a constant threat. He just needs to commit to cross uh, shot or lay off a bit faster. That uh, The coaching team and, uh, and more experienced players around him uh, will be able to help here and I see him being a massive influence for us if we are to reach the playoffs. Because that's an interesting point actually because I was thinking yesterday like I saw, I saw a couple of tweets saying I'll get Miller off. He's not providing anything but hey obviously you're looking at the bench and thinking well there's no one who's going to replace him but I I wouldn't take him off even though his final ball wasn't there I still think he does actually give teams a lot to think about because he does get us up the pitch so I wouldn't have taken him off yesterday Tom I don't know what you think about it I, I, I definitely think he, we're better with him in the side than him without it even if he can be really really frustrating in games like yesterday
4: yeah I largely agree I think had we got another winger on the bench, like an Ian Martin, I think sometimes there are games where you go, do you know what? It's just not his day. Um, I know I haven't been on the show for a few weeks, but you've obviously mentioned my frustration with Miller a few times in, in recent shows. And, and you're right. That final delivery in particular does does annoy me. But I, I've always caveated that by the fact that he's young and, and he's learning. And it's the last part of the game to come for a lot of players. So, so I don't blame him for that. Um, you know, if, if that final ball was there, he wouldn't be and loaned to to a League One club so like you I see what he does and I think he does scare defences you're right because when he picks the ball up he does like to take players on he does like to get down down to the byline and if you've got that threat in the side then then that's always going to be a a worry for other teams because they have to protect themselves from that and it, it nullifies them a little bit I just think yesterday was back to the sort of game we saw him have a few weeks ago where that final ball was was constantly letting us down and and as I say, that's why I was so surprised after Tuesday, where he'd obviously had his best game for us, but by far got himself goals, you know, set some goals up. Um, so really disappointing. But but you're right, I think. And unless you've got somebody that can come on in that position and and do something like, as I say, a Martson or even someone like when we had when we had Johnny in there, you know, could come on and and run at defenders. But there's a weekly mention for Johnny. There we go. Uh, we we haven't really. If Martins' not fit, we haven't really got that at the moment. Um, so, no, I think it was probably the right decision to keep him on. And he's the sort of player that I feel can kind of play himself back into form because he is that one dimension. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but he's going to keep doing the same thing. And you have to hope that one of the times he'll be able to pull it off. So
2: oh, yeah, We saw yeah. that game at Wimbledon. He had two assists in the first half. As, exactly. When he pulls it off, he pulls it off. But obviously... Didn't happen yesterday, and but uh, part of that will be due to the fact that Peterborough defended really well. I mean, that was it—the Beavers, the big, big centre half at the near post, covering everything that came in. And uh, yeah, you know, we have to say that that Posh played their part in that as well. I did ask Nigel why he thought that Charlton weren't creating many chances, and that was one of the points that uh, that that he brought up. Right, that email from Michael did uh, add a three. Said we only lost one-nil, so we've netted a plus five goal difference for the week. Uh, Our goal difference is now only two behind Portsmouth and five behind Oxford and Lincoln. Uh, Whilst points and converting our game in hand uh, is obviously critical, Uh, we are positively in touching distance on the goal difference should it come into play later. Plenty of twists and turns to come, uh, no doubt. But as you were saying two months ago, playoffs was always a long shot. So what an awesome position we are in to still be talking about it uh, with four to go and games in hand. That's from Mike. And Steve says, uh, loving the show and what it's doing to keep the and community together throughout the pandemic. Thanks for that, guys. That's a really good email. Uh, some good conversation points. Right, Phil says, obviously disappointed at the result yesterday, but felt we had enough of the ball to go and at least have a go uh, and got a point. Uh, the big difference was that we had no plan B. Once it was established that Jaden Stockley was not going to be given space to breathe, let alone do anything creative, we needed to change our game plan, but either couldn't. Or uh, or didn't uh, shame that DJ uh, came off so early, uh, as he may have uh, he may have been a little bit more creative, and I felt his replacement uh, um, Albie Morgan wasn't at his best. And, but not sure we had a better option unless we brought Connor Washington on at that stage. I don't know if Andrew Shinney was injured, uh, but was surprised to see he didn't even make the bench as he would have been a more obvious replacement with Connor uh, just coming back from injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Andrew Shinney was at, was there yesterday doing some running before the game, so I don't think he's injured. Uh, I guess that means we just need uh, four wins now from our final four games, uh, starting with Crew on Tuesday. Let's hope that any injuries we have are minor and that we can give it our best shot and hopefully further improve our goal difference in the next two games as we know the last two will be the toughest. Yeah, good point That Yeah, yeah, but it will be interesting to see what the Ryan Innes situation is. Obviously, Nigel didn't give too much away in the interview, uh, but we'll find out. Right, McSquared says, "Okay, guys, let's face it. The posh were always going to be a stern test. Uh, They're almost certainly going to be promoted automatically and deservedly. So Uh, from what I've seen, they're clearly far better than Sunderland in third. Uh, Saying that we more than matched Peterborough overall yesterday and could easily have claimed a point if Stockley had touched away the penalty. Other than that, though, it was often our final ball that was lacking again uh, as our approach play was excellent at times, especially in the second half. Miller was a menace yet again and everyone put in a decent shift. Ultimately, a 1-0 defeat to a side in the top two isn't a bad result. It's just a pity that it was a home loss for the umpteenth time. Uh, Following our 6-0 win at Plymouth, I suppose it could be no real surprise that yesterday's match would end up, though, as a case of after the Lord Mayor's show. Anyway, the crucial match now is Tuesday, uh, one we should be more than capable of winning if we play anywhere near our best. The playoffs are, are still well and truly in our sights. Let's hope that Washington... Is in the starting lineup as we need him. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. We'll talk about the starting lineup for the crew game in a few minutes' time, but I, I wonder if that would. Now, I guess Washington could probably play that sort of right striker role, role like winger role that, that DJs come off in. I, in fact, I'm certain he could play that role, so it'd be interesting to see if he comes, if he's fit enough to come straight in. And finally, right, Steve says, Just one of those days I felt the team selection was wrong against a quick, young, dynamic attack. We should have started with all three of Pierce, Watson, and Perrington, or shouldn't have started uh, even with all three of Pierce, Watson, and Perrington. Uh, they played down the channel and scored the goal there and created chances from a lopsided opening in 15 minutes. However, once we got the foothold and looked, Looked okay. Uh, we we should have scored and got a de- deserved a uh, deserved the point that we could have got. Uh, on the positive note, it's still on our hands. And Gilby looks a much uh, better player from where he started. He was my clear man of the match yesterday. Keep it going, Alex Gilby. That's from Steve. Cheers, Steve. Right, let's have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, it'll be time to start looking ahead uh, to Tuesday's game uh, with Crew Alexandra. <laughs> Shinny prepares to
7: take. Shinny it's takes it a shot. Oh, great free kick. Oh. The power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before halftime,
1: make it two. that you're gonna be okay anyway. know there's no reason.
2: Right, welcome back to the uh, final part of this week's Charlton Live. Um, looking ahead, we've got Tuesday's game with Crew coming up. Uh, interesting thing that did come out yesterday is obviously uh, the club are going to take part in a social media blackout. I think we'll talk about that more on Thursday, but it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. If you if you want to let us know what you think of the club getting getting involved in the social media blackout, obviously we saw... Uh, was it Swansea? And I think Rangers doing it over the last couple of weeks. And now the whole EFL and, and, and Premier League are going to get involved with that. So if you want to have your say on that, make sure you email us, studio at chartlandlive.co.uk or tweet us at Live ahead of Thursday's show, which will be the big match preview, uh, which we'll look ahead to the trip to Accrington. And of course, look back at what happens against Crew on uh, Tuesday evening. Obviously a Crew side, Benji sitting in 16th position in the table, uh, 15th, sorry, uh, just above Shrewsbury. Um, you know, as Nigel said in in the in the uh, interview we heard there. I mean, we will have to be expected to win. I spoke to one of the crew podcasts earlier on uh, during today, actually, and they've, you know, uh, I mean, their their bloke actually said they thought that we we'd be a a good bet for the playoffs. Um, you know, a side crew who've uh, only won one in the last six. You know, unbeaten in two, got a good win at Fleetwood and then a one-all draw with Rochdale yesterday uh, where both goals were scored in added time, which is exciting. Um, I could do with a bit less of that excitement on Tuesday, Ben, and just a, a comfortable home win, please.
3: Yeah, stuff Wait until stoppage time because it's a game we really need to win. Again, to gain our ascendancy back in that playoff run um, yeah, it's the CAFC derby, isn't it? So it's always one that really gauges attention from everywhere. Um, everyone's looking forward to the CAFC derby. It's going to be a big game. Um, it's oh, look, a big, bigger
2: derby than Gillingham, to be fair.
3: Oh, yeah. Come on, there's there's more riding on it, isn't there? But look, I think very similar to the Plymouth game because they're a team that got promoted from League Two last season. So they probably look at it and think, you oh, know, we've had a good season. We've had some good game. We're not involved in a relegation scrap at all. So, again, I think they've got some players that are decent in their team. I mean, we were we seem like we were very close to buying one of their players, weren't we? I think it was, is it Charlie Kirk? Um, when when Boyer was obviously at the club, so I don't know if he'll be a player we'll go after again. But, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Hopefully very rubbish, because we're going to win. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting game. But I do think if we get that early goal, I know Steve Brown and Alan Kirby bang on about it all the time, but it shows if if those two bang on about it, it's, it's something that it, it matters. Because mm. if you get that early goal against a team that aren't playing for much, then they're not, they're not as bothered. Because, like Plymouth, they'll just keep trying to attack because, they, let's try, we hit and miss. It's a bonus game for them at the end of the year to try and just get any... Uh, places higher in the league um, so so we have got that leniency we can go for it a little bit more and against a team that will, will be more open I think that's why we're better away from home because we're playing teams that don't sit back as much and unfortunately this year we haven't got that player that can really break up a defence and walks through them and and set up goals when they're sat back as much. So I think that'll be in our favor just like the Plymouth game. But um yeah, hopefully if Connor and Chucks are um fit a bit more, it would be good to see one of them starting just because I do think at home we are very predictable. If with Jaden Stockley up front on his own f- with the flick-ons and stuff, we are quite predictable of what we're going to do. So if we can, if I mean, if Connor starts, we might go four four two. I don't know that that might work in our favour. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. But I think it is must win. It is must win. Yeah, now.
2: certainly. I think I think uh, th- th- this is an opportunity now. If we if we don't take all three points, Tom, then all of a sudden, you know, we it's probably not in our hands as much. You know, it, it piles pressure onto those final three games, which includes you know the champions elect and a Lincoln side who will be in the in the playoffs come the end of the season, almost certainly as well. So massive pressure on us. An early goal would remove some of that pressure. You know, Connor Washington, if is if he's fit enough to start, I think he could probably, if we do go for the 4 free free that we've seen recently, you imagine he can give a similar, you know, a performance that will fit in that right side of that, that role. Wouldn't perhaps have the, the trickery that DJ has, but he has the running and, and uh, you know, could, could fill that role for me.
1: Yeah,
4: I'd love to see him play. I think, we obviously had a little bit of a debate, didn't we, on our WhatsApp about about Player of the Year, and I think he's probably up there. Um, probably injuries and, and you know the large portion of the season he's missed is is one of the reasons he might not win it. But I've liked him, you know, since the first game of the season. I thought he's been excellent. He he does the doggies, doesn't he? Does all the the hard running for players. So I could see him being out wide, as you say, maybe not the trickery, but he's going to work hard and he's going to run those channels and. And what he'll do, like DJ and Miller do, is is force their fullbacks to to watch out for him. Um, because Ben's right, it was a little bit route one yesterday, and we are a little bit guilty of that at times. But if you've got someone like Washington out there that you can pin a ball on and, and get him to, to chase after it, you know he's going to do it. And nine times out of ten, he gets there. So, yeah, if he's fit, I, w- I would love to see him in. Obviously, if we get a penalty as well, then then you would expect him to take it. And that, that gives us a bit more chance there as well. So, yeah, if he's fit, I'd be I'd be starting him for every game now. Um, and I thought there were little flashes of Chucks yesterday when he came on a couple of times where he picked the ball up deep and, and ran with it that he looked like he was coming back as well. So, yeah, maybe a chance to, to change things up a little bit.
2: Mm, and a massive, massive game. So don't forget, we'll uh, have all the reaction to it uh, on Thursday's a big match preview. But we have uh, come to the end of this week's show now. Uh, thanks to all of you who've listened uh, all the way uh, to the very end. Uh, it's uh, Trevor Kettle, isn't it? On Tuesday, so that's something to look forward to as well. I think Terry might just explode between uh, the <laughs> the kick off and a full time whistle. So yeah, that that'll be uh, something that we can enjoy. Uh, but let's hope let's hope it's three points. Right, thank you to uh, Tom. And to Benji for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. Yeah, thanks for all of you for listening. Don't forget then, we will be back on Thursday with the big match preview to look back at whatever happens against uh, Crew on Tuesday and ahead to the next uh, game up at Accrington. Let's hope that we are still in a commanding position in the playoffs. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Thursday. <laughs>